Thank you, Charlie. For those of you guys who haven't listened to the radio show on KRMG, I encourage you at five o'clock on Sundays, we are orange pilling boomers and getting them into Bitcoin. Yes, podcasts and YouTube are great and they're great ways to learn. But at the same time, like he was saying, you have to understand the problem before you understand the solution. Because a lot of people are like Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, like, why do I need that? Why is that useful? Like the dollar works fine, it's digital. I got a debit card, you know, I got online banking. All of these things that people think, but at the same time, we're in the middle of a revolution. We're in the middle of an evolutionary process in how the monetary system actually works. And so what I like to do on the radio show is bring unique individuals in to talk about these kind of conversations, whether it be the tech, whether it be monetary policy, the philosophical side of it. There's so many aspects that, that are involved with Bitcoin and cryptocurrency that you, know, you kind of got to wrap your mind around a lot. So where I got sucked into the space was with the monetary policy side of things. I was a hard money, sound money, Austrian economist type individual who was like, hey, the system's broken. People don't know it, but it's going to destroy their lives if they don't do something different. And so when I stumbled across Bitcoin, I was like, hey, for a digital age with artificial intelligence and machines talking to each other, I mean, this is a sound money solution. When you talk about the traditional monetary system and you think about money, money is a vehicle that represents our time, labor, energy, and freedom. Okay, it's a tool that we use to represent those things. And it's my opinion that if we are not in full control of that tool or that vehicle, then we don't have sovereignty over our time, labor, and energy. And, and what I mean by that is if you look at the, whether you're a conservative or Democrat, whatever it is, it doesn't matter because this is something that everybody cares about. You could consider this the, the ultimate social justice or you could consider this the ultimate free market. I mean, that's the beautiful thing about Bitcoin is for the first time, you can claim the right to your life. You can have the right to your time. You can have the right to your labor and you have the right to your energy and these are all property rights and Bitcoin is the ultimate property right vehicle. When you look at your life and all the blood, sweat and tears that you pour into things, this is your life force. And the last thing you want is your life force. The thing that you are using to represent that life force that you're stacking away for a rainy day to bleed and lose purchasing power and to lose value. The truth is the money we use today is constantly losing value. Since the creation of the Federal Reserve, which I might add, the system we use is not constitutional because it is not sound money. It is not limited in nature. Uh, since the creation of, federal, of the Federal Reserve, it, it, the dollar has lost over 98% of its purchasing power and about 30% of the whole entire money supply was created last year. Uh, and usually the effects of inflation don't really kick in until 18 to 24 months later. People don't realize that we're on a timetable when it comes to our money. We have the right to choose the tools to represent that time, labor, and energy. Bitcoin gives us that choice. There is no one person or party or institution or government that controls Bitcoin. It's an open source technology. It is decentralized and anyone can mine it or run a full node. It is sound money and that it is the first scarce digital asset, limited in nature, ever created. Uh, it is mo its monetary policy is predictable and it is known. So you can always know for 100% Bit what Bitcoin is going to do and when it's going to do it. 
You don't have to trust it. You can actually verify the system and code. You can audit the whole system. Try going and knocking on the door of the federal government or the Federal Reserve, which is a private bank with shareholders, which how many federal agencies have shareholders? None. They make 6% annually off that money creation that they create out of thin air. They basically write a blank check with an account balance of zero, and they create money into existence using a bunch of giant banks as middlemen in this shell game they call the open market. We are subject to all of that. So every time you put money into a bank account for savings or stash away for a rainy day, you are guaranteed to lose purchasing power because the way the system is set up today is that every year that passes, the Federal Reserve's goal is 2% inflation. So basically what that means is 2% devaluing of your money every single year. Now, based off of their metrics, they're not always meeting that 2% goal. Now, I would argue, depending on how you're measuring it, inflation is probably actually 20%. Whether you're using the CPI or whether you're using the stock market or real estate or whether you're using education or healthcare, all of these prices are going up. It's not that things are getting expensive, more expensive, it's that your dollars are becoming worthless uh, and it takes more of them to pay for those things. And so that's why sound money is so important in preserving your monetary sovereignty, your life force. Bitcoin is a peer-to-peer technology. It is permissionless. I don't need to go through gatekeepers. I don't need permission to run a full node. I don't need permission to mine it. The cool thing about Bitcoin is not only does it protect your purchasing power, but it gives you the ability to be sovereign and go anywhere in the world if you had to. Imagine being in Venezuela and being subjected to hyperinflation or political persecution uh, where your money is worthless and your views, your words, your thoughts or ideas are no longer welcomed. So then the government or a group of people or a mob come after you. Well, this is the first time in human history where we have a technology that we can literally put all of our wealth in our brains if we had to just by memorizing a seed phrase, jumping on an airplane, going to a different country and then downloading a new wallet and then having full access to our wealth again. Um, the current system is not fair. Fair money is only this. The people who mine it or create it must use time and energy and resources just like those who work for it on a day-to-day -day basis. If you're working for Bitcoin, you're using time, energy, and resources to do that, to earn Bitcoin, but so are the people who are mining it or creating it into existence, uh, is they have to spend time, labor, energy, and resources to do the same exact thing. Now, the people up in the Federal Reserve, all they got to do is take a sticky note and write how many more they want to create, and then they press a button. Now, that's not a fair system in my mind. Now, here's the, the, the injustice of it all. What, when they hand out that new money creation, who gets that money first? It's the big banks, it's the corporations, it's the military industrial complex, it's the government. They get that money first. They spend it into circulation. Whoever's closest to the money creators get that money first, they spend it into circulation. What happens is by the time that money trickles down to you and I, that money has lost its value. The marketplace, based off of the velocity of money, has indicated that, that the, there's more money in the system, so prices now have to rise. So these guys who are closest to the money printer got the purchasing power of that money first, therefore bought assets with it. By the time it trickles down to us, it no longer purchases the same amount of goods. So not only are we being robbed through this money creation process, but then we are required to pay taxes, which is more time, labor, and energy, 
for money, we're paying taxes to pay back a bank that created out of thin air that make interest 6% a year off that money creation. This is the greatest Ponzi scheme in human history. Bitcoin changes it. Bitcoin flips the, the power structure upside down. It is a grassroots uh, up, not a top-down approach to money. We can participate in a system that everything is, is equal playing grounds. We all agree to the same rules. We all agree to the same protocol. We all agree that the money supply cannot be inflated. By the year 2140, the last Bitcoin will be mined. It's the power to preserve your time, labor, and energy. It's the power to transact with anyone at any time. It's the power to be your own bank. The power to hold your property rights in your brain if you had to. The power to be a sovereign citizen. The power to participate in a true free market. And the power to protect yourself from the coming monetary system failure. It's the power to shrink governments. It's the power to destroy central banks. It's the separation of state and money. This is the people's money. Bitcoin is for the billions and not necessarily just for the billionaires.